Welcome to Living Water Radio. We can buy organic food at the farmer's market or at the supermarket. Sometimes it costs more than non-organic food. We can grow organic food in our backyard and pay a price in labor. But did you know that there's a kind of organic food that is free, but not cheap? An organic food that will never run out? Today we'll find out what that is. My name is Pastor David Burkadall. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a United Church of Christ, Christian Church Disciples of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I serve Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. The most important thing about an organic garden is the soil. Does it contain the right kind and amount of living matter? In Jesus' parable of the sower in Matthew 13, 1-9, and its explanation in Matthew 13, 18-23, and also found in Mark 4, 1-20 and Luke 8, 4-15, the most important medium for the sower's seed is good soil. The parable reminds us that for the seeds of faith to take root and grow and bear fruit, the most important element is the status of our inner selves. Are we like a hardened path, rocky ground? thorns, or good soil. Organic gardening is the growth of plants without artificial chemicals and pesticides. It does not make edible plants more nutritious. It just makes them free of things that may be toxic to human beings. It's not always popular because it's sometimes scarred and smaller. Artificial chemicals stimulate growth and pesticides kill insects that can damage the appearance of the food. Many people won't buy food that isn't perfect. It's estimated that 20% of all the food grown in the United States is thrown away because it has cosmetic or size imperfections. Organic food doesn't always look as appealing, but it is just as nourishing. It's healthier only because it doesn't contain that other stuff. And like artificially treated food, it needs to be harvested and handled carefully. I studied in Israel for the first semester of my senior year in college. We were on a 414 system, so for the extra month or interim, we received a course on the early church and traveled from Istanbul, formerly Constantinople, to Athens and to Rome. I ate at hole-in-the-wall restaurants with great food and sidewalk vendor carts throughout the trip and never got sick until I got home. My parents had bought some granola from the new health food store in town as a delayed Christmas present, and I got amoebic dysentery. We have a little organic garden in our backyard. We converted some lawn during the pandemic and added organic compost and organic soil amendment. We currently have organic radishes, kohlrabi, which is like a turnip, cucumber, romaine lettuce, dill, basil, and scallions. The white bunching onions and marigold around the edges are mostly there to discourage critters and pests by the way they smell. Our containers are pretty much organic, 
I say pretty much because I've used miracle Grow fertilizer in some of them occasionally over the months, but went organic a while ago. They contain three kinds of tomatoes, oregano, rosemary, Swiss chard, basil, lavender, yes, that's edible, bell pepper, and sage. Oh, and dandelions in the yard. They're edible, but not so organic. And we also have a pretty much organic pomegranate tree, an orange tree, a fig tree, and a lemon tree. Our backyard is actually not that big. It's just space efficient. But organic has another meaning. It means denoting a relation between elements of something such that they fit together harmoniously as necessary parts of a whole, as in the organic unity of the painting. And related to that, organic means characterized by continuous or natural development, as in XYZ Company has expanded as much by mergers as by organic growth. In this sense, Christians live by organic food. That food is the bread and wine of Holy Communion, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. It sounds creepy when you say it like that, doesn't it? In fact, Christians throughout history, especially in areas where the church had previously been unknown, have often been accused of practicing cannibalism by people who were either ignorant or, more commonly, trying to convince others that the new Christian religion was despicable. We believe that the elements of bread and wine form an organic whole with the body and blood of Jesus Christ, in, with, and under the forms of the bread and the wine. But if you took the elements to a chemist, he or she would say, bread and wine, not flesh and blood. The forms don't change, only their organic reality changes. They become organic food. They fit together harmoniously as necessary parts of a whole. Bread and wine, body and blood. Martin Luther, the 16th century church reformer, wrote in his small catechism, What is Holy Communion? Holy Communion is the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, given with bread and wine, instituted by Christ himself for us to eat and drink. Where do the scriptures say this? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Paul say, Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. I'll put a link below in the comments to a free digital version of the Catechism with more information about Holy Communion. Some Christians see the forms of bread and wine as symbols of Jesus' body and blood. Most Christians now and throughout history have talked about the bread and wine of Holy Communion in some terms of the real presence of Jesus in the forms of bread and wine. Some say that the forms change into the body and blood of Christ. Lutherans say that Jesus is present in, with, and under the forms of bread and wine, but that he is truly present in these forms. This makes Holy Communion an organic connection between Jesus and the forms of bread and wine. In Holy Communion, we commune with God in these very common forms. Holy Communion is organic food. 
There is nothing unnatural, no additives or preservatives, just the natural, unadulterated presence of God. We read in John 6, starting at the 53rd verse. So Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate, and they died. But the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When we are baptized, we become part of the church, the body of Christ. Though each of us has a different spiritual gift, the elements of the body fit together harmoniously as necessary parts of the a whole. That's organic. When we receive Holy Communion, we commune with the living God. We are fed as a whole self, body, mind, and spirit, wherein the elements fit together harmoniously as necessary parts of a whole. That's organic. We are an organic whole, and we receive the real presence of God into our whole true selves. This organic food feeds us in every way. The Holy Spirit, the streams of living water that is within us, reveals that these elements of bread and wine, body and blood, fit together harmoniously as necessary parts of a whole. What is the state of your true self? Have you received Holy Communion, communing with God, the organic food of life? Are you spiritually fed or spiritually hungry? And if you are fed, what are you doing with the presence of God at work within you? Are you exercising your faith or are you inactive and spiritually obese? Is your true self like a hardened path, rocky ground, thorns, or good soil today? The pandemic has left many of us pretty frazzled as we reemerge into the new normal. Be good soil for the seeds of faith. Be fed with the spiritually organic food of Jesus Christ in the real presence of Holy Communion. But don't let it end there. Instead, let those seeds grow and bear fruit. Be who God has gifted you to be and talk with others about Jesus, the faith that is within you, and the organic food that feeds you with the assurance of forgiveness, of eternal life, and the real presence of Jesus Christ. All that is necessary is a believing heart, a gift you receive, believing in the words, for you. Receive the organic food of Holy Communion and be good soil. Today, let's remember to pray for those struggling with the beginning of the fire season in California and for an end to the pandemic, especially here and throughout the world, particularly in India and Brazil. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at the Revs David and Sally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self 
the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune in to the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be there when we come back to fully physically present worship together. Support your pastor and church leaders. Pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody. Google a local or national hotline. Reach out. You are not alone. Wear a mask when you're outside your home. Practice social distancing. Wash or sanitize your hands regularly. Stay at home unless you are providing essential services or need them. Avoid crowds and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.